heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The Masculine Journey starts here, now. Welcome to the Masculine Journey radio show. We're glad you've joined us this Saturday afternoon. Hope you're having a good January so far. It seems like it's just flown by. Uh, It's, what, the 24th of January now? Uh, I don't know about you guys, but it seems like, you know, you get out of Christmas and it's like all of a sudden you're in February. January just kind of flies by. But here we are on the 24th of January. We've been spending some time the last couple of weeks uh, talking about resolutions. Let's see, we talked about our fears, what we're afraid of. And today we're going to talk about uh, our priorities, more specifically, guys, living our priorities. I've got with me today Al Henley, got Vinny Menino, got Robbie Dillmore. I'm Dennis Breeden. And uh, we want to say a special hello to Sam Main, who couldn't join us today, but our thoughts and prayers are with you, Sam. And uh, as always, you have a great part in the show, even if you're not sitting here right now. And along those lines, this is kind of how this was born, guys. This is this is what God used. I came across this thing on Facebook the other day, and uh, you know how folks put things out there, and it was it was about Peyton Manning. And, you know, the first person I think of when I think of Peyton Manning is who? Sam, Sam Manning. Yeah. <laughs> he is the ultimate Colts fan. Ultimate Colts fan and was a Broncos fan. Has been a Broncos fan, too, because they follow Peyton and uh, – but what it was talking about was this book he's written called Manning. I guess if it, if it's not out, it's going to be out soon. And he was speaking about his faith and that he's a Christ follower. He said that, uh, or the guy that wrote it, or he said that, you know, I'm not like a Tim Tebow necessarily. I'm not a guy that points up to the heavens when we score a touchdown. I'm not a guy that's, you know, out there singing the songs or whatever. I let my walk kind of show what my priorities are. And my priorities have always been, God, family, friends, and football, which I thought that was kind of interesting when I read it because I've also read stories and heard things about how much time Peyton Manning spends in preparation to play football and all the work he goes through. And I thought, gee whiz, if he, I think when I posted it on my Facebook, I said if he spends half as much time with God as he does with football, but he's saying that that's his larger priority. So it kind of went to this whole thing about what are our priorities. And Robbie, you said that uh, to use another football kind of thing that this this whole thing about putting God first and that that kind of pecking order is is not new necessarily no it was the famous Vince Lombardi speech that actually Jim Valvano copied when he went to to Vanderbilt but it, it was you know God your family and the Green Bay Packers right yeah he didn't have friends in there before yeah. <laughs> so uh and I've actually talked about that it, the speech myself in different talks that I've I've given Mm-hmm. In, in trying to understand our priorities. But as Vinny pointed out so well, right, how did God get his priorities out there? How did he get his priorities out there? You know, uh, like I told you inside when we were talking about this, God's priorities are written in stone. Written in the stone. We want to carry them out. You know, He was I, there when they were actually chiseled. That's how he knows. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Hey, Robbie. He's after me very early in the show. <laughs> well, I was uh, Dennis, I don't know why, but we'll get him. 
Big gun. <laughs> oh, talking about Peyton Manning, you know, uh, you know, God was in his head. You know, there's such a thing in football called the Hail Mary. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I, I had to get that in. I had to get that in. Okay. That's Al, a Catholic thing. Al, yeah. you, were, we're, you were talking early about your priorities, and we're going to, we're going to get to a clip here in just a second that uh, that we want to start out with, but uh, I, I actually looked this up online because I thought, what's the you definition of that? Priority is a thing that is regarded as more important. So the more important thing is your first priority, and then you go from there. And when you were talking about it, you've got uh, you're pretty set in terms of what your priorities in life are. Absolutely, my my first priority when I wake up in the morning is I read my one year Bible. Been doing that for eight years. My son's been doing it for nine years. My younger son. Um, he's, uh, 15. So he's, he's one year up and I'll never catch up because he does the same thing. But that's the first thing we do. We, we give the first moments of our day to God because we know he's going to take care of us the rest of the time. Mm -hmm. And if we don't, why would he? Um, but then after that, we were kind of talking about priorities in our families. And uh, one of the things that struck me one morning when I got up was that God just laid on my heart. You treat everybody else at work a lot better than you treat your family. So now it's been a big priority in my my life to treat my family absolutely better than everybody else I know. Yeah. Well, speaking of families, Robbie, we've got a sort of a family uh, out of this uh, movie that's back in back from our era. We're going to show our age again this afternoon. Uh, a movie called The Jerk that starred yeah. Steve Martin and Bernadette Peters is in this clip too, which is pretty exciting for us, that. you know, old guys. So let's see what we get about <laughs> their priorities from listening to this clip. And I don't need any of this. I don't need this stuff. And I don't need you. I don't need anything. Except this. This ashtray. And that's the only thing I need is this. I don't need this or this. Just this ashtray. This paddle game. The ashtray and the paddle game. That's all I need. And this. Remote control. The ashtray and the paddle game and the remote control, and that's all I need. And these matches. The ashtray and these matches and the remote control and the paddle ball. And this lamp. The ashtray. This paddle game and the remote control. And the lamp, and that's all I need. And that's all I need, too. I don't need one other thing. Not one. I need this. The battle game of the chair. And the remote control. And the matches. For sure. Well, what are you looking at? What do you think I have? Some kind of a jerk or So how does that illustrate priorities? They've gone from rags to riches, now back to rags that they found out that this is a defective product that he came up with. He's going to lose all these things. 
and and he's trying to walk out of the house and uh, walk away from his wife, uh, but can't. Uh, and I still see this picture of Steve Martin carrying all these things in his bathrobe, walking out of the house. What does that say about our priorities? Uh, it, ultimately, apparently, his number one priority was his own needs and desires and and things along those lines, which unfortunately <laughs> speaks to the jerk sitting behind the mic right there. <laughs> and no, I mean there are me. four of us. So you're trying to <laughs> pick one. Yeah, you really. So, yeah. you know, that's it's a challenge. But like Vinny said, um, you know, God gave us those. Uh, and, and, you know, in, in John Eldridge's book, he, he, he points out that we're, we've got this battle against the world, the flesh, and the devil, and that the spiritual warfare that goes on. And unfortunately, so many of the people around us are looking at their priorities, being that the world's setting those for them. And so they're out there in what I called Poserville, mm-hmm. and they may well be at church. And they're acting up like this is this is their priority, but you don't see that at all in their walk, and you don't see that all in their life, and so we're looking for something authentic too. Yeah, and it's, and it's tough. Al, you were you were talking about that earlier, and it sounds like yours are pretty well defined, your priorities, uh, and family's obviously very important to you. Uh, God, it sounds like you put first in everything. Absolutely. You know, and I think that when you get your priorities, it's difficult really to get them formulated because I think I was in my mid to late 30s when I really got everything, got a rough draft, so to speak. And I've been refining it ever since. But if you take your wounds and how they were healed, if they were healed, um, and then you look at the wisdom you've gleaned along the way that you actually picked up and applied, that's where your priorities start to come. You know, it, it's hard if you haven't healed to really have good priorities, focused priorities. It'll, you know, keep you straight with God and keep you straight with your family and keep you straight straight at work. Right. But but that's really the path that, that I've been on. We have another uh, we have another clip that we want to share, and it kind of goes, Vinny, you're sitting over there laughing. You look like you want to say something. So do, you don't want to share it? No, I got the funniest one, you know, when you get to be my age at uh-huh. 84. <laughs> I don't know if I could say this. Never mind. Go ahead. So, oh, now yeah. you got it. So you got to yeah, share it now. You go ahead. It, it's really, you know, my priority right now is to have a bowel movement. <laughs> okay. <laughs> when you're in your 80s, you know, that's kind of thing. All right, then. <laughs> Folks, I have no idea I where to go with that. <laughs> well, there we go. But I'm, I'm glad, that's you, I'm we glad get you didn't to... say I, didn't, I don't know where that came from. I'm going to make a quick change here real quick. We're going to talk about Ray Charles. <laughs> There was a movie about Ray Charles, and if you know the story about him, outside of the fact that he was blind and a, just a fantastic musician and songwriter, uh, he had some issues, uh, and his priorities his his priorities got out of whack with his uh, uh, with the addictions that he got into. And as we'll hear in the clip when we come back from the break, uh, we'll be talking about that and and how that can get in the way sometimes making some other choices. And God gives us free will, guys. How does that get in the way of our priorities? Yeah, and it's another clip similar to the jerk, really, Dennis, where, you know, here's his wife who is really trying to be his helpmate and pointing out what's happening with his priorities. But it's clearly, you know, Ray Charles is dealing with if he won't lose his own life, he's not going to get one. Right. And it, it, we see that so clearly 
when we're looking at others. <laughs> Have you ever noticed that, Dennis? You know, yeah. we can look at this clip and go, oh, yeah, there it is right there. I see that completely, that this guy's priority yeah. is himself and his addictions. She mentions why. And then that leads to a situation with his son, which mm -hmm. touches all our hearts uh, quite often when we start talking about, wow, he, he messed up his, his son, won a, a trophy, and we're going to get to see, hear that as well mm -hmm. in the clip. And those are, those are wounds that we experience, guys. So we invite you to go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org to check out our podcast. We have all our past shows on there. Uh, we'll have this show posted on there after we do this this afternoon. Uh, also, check out our Facebook page. We're going to try to get that Manning piece up on there that we were talking about with Peyton Manning. And we're also going to have uh, some some words about a song. And we'll talk about that and when we And a little back. prune recording for Vinny. There you go. <laughs> For our troops and their families, the military is more than a career. It's a journey, and every step along the way, the USO is there. It's an experience that that soldier will never forget. That's what the USO does. From the time they join to the time they transition out of the military, the USO is there, offering programs and support along the way. It's way more than a free phone call for us. It's an opportunity to stay mom, and the USO makes it all possible. Be a part of their journey. Learn more today at USO.org. Dear Smokey Bear, for teaching us how to prevent wildfires for 70 years, outdoor lovers everywhere want to give you a bear hug. I want to give Smokey a bear hug for teaching me that a fire isn't out till it's cold. For teaching me to douse my fire with water, stir the ashes, and douse it again. For showing me that sparks from a dragon toe chain can start a wildfire. For being a big fuzzy bear. I like big fuzzy bears. Happy 70th, big guy. Let's bring it in for a bear hug. Come on. Wish Smokey a happy birthday using hashtag Smokey Bear Hug. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state foresters, and the Ad Council. Welcome back to the Masculine Journey Radio Show. Frank kind of faded right out there on us. Not Ray Charles, who we're going to talk about in a minute, but Frank Sinatra, the song called My Way. Now, a couple of us uh, talked about this song a little bit and what that really meant in terms of setting your priorities. But Vinny, as often is the case, we have a resident expert here uh, <laughs> because he's hung out in certain circles that we won't get into this afternoon. Now, because I'm old. But you actually know the story behind behind the story of that song that's right uh i was sitting in a hotel one time and this young man quartet at the pool is playing his song well i got interested in it. i said this is beautiful and i went to him and he explained to me that it was written by neil sadaka and it was the story of frank sinatra at that time mm -hmm. all doors in hollywood at that period before the song were closed to sinatra uh, nobody wanted him, nobody liked him, he was bad, and then the doors all started to open. Yeah, And that's what the song is all about, uh, that Sinatra did it his way. Yeah, uh, You know, not being appreciated, uh, from that he went into becoming a big power yeah. in Hollywood. But again, but again, Robbie, kind of a worldly vision of, of priorities and how we look at things. You know, it, it spoke to him and obviously he had a major success in his field and was known as, as one of the greatest uh 
well, priorities in priorities in his life and how his life really uh, maybe not so much. Yeah, right. Well, as I listened to Vinny and we talked last week about our biggest fear, and and our fear was not to walk in our true identity and whatever. And if so, what Frank Sinatra was doing was walking in the identity that God gave him. His way may have in fa- fact been the godly way. The challenge is to try to figure That's out exactly. what is the identity God gave us right. and can we walk in that. And when we do that, you don't walk in fear. You, you, you walk as a man straight up like what, the, what that song describes. Mm-hmm. But it's an interesting thing. It's when he talks about one who kneels, is it kneel before men or was it kneel before God? And there's, yeah. there's well, a great question. Yeah. Thank you, Robbie. You really explained that better than I could. From one musician to another, or singer-songwriter, we're going to go from him right to Ray Charles in the clip we were talking about before the break. And what oftentimes happens in the world is uh, you can have some priorities and then they get out of whack, and they may get out of whack because of some other choices that you make. So listen to this and we'll come back and talk about it. here forever, Ray. Look, it's my house. I'm not in prison yet. No, it's my house. You ain't been here more than six days since we moved in. No, Ray. No. Anita ain't gonna solve this. The only thing that can help you is God, Ray. What you talking about, God? You have any idea how it feels to go blind? Still be afraid of the dark? And every day you sit there and pray just for a little light and you don't get nothing. Because God don't listen to people like me. Stop talking like that. As far as I'm concerned, me and God is even and I do what I... Please. If I want to shoot up, I shoot up. Move. Well, then go ahead, then. But you walk out that door, and I'm going to do something I should have done a long time ago, Ray. I'm going to take my boys, and I'm going to leave. Yes, I am. You you have no place to go. No place? No. You think I'm scared of losing this? Ray, the only thing I was ever scared of losing was you. So where was I ever going to find another Ray Robinson? So I put up with some terrible stuff. And maybe that makes me part to blame, but I ain't scared no more. You know I love you. I love you and those boys more than anything in this world. No, that's a lie, and you know it! You ever look at this? Really look at it, Ray. Ray Charles Jr.'s most valuable player. He was so proud this day. Until you came home too loaded to go to his banquet. No, no, there is something that you love more than me and them boys. More than all the women you ever slept with on the road. More than all the dope you ever took. What are you talking about? Your music. And if you don't stop using that needle, they're going to take away your music and put you in jail. Is that poison worth losing everything? So here we stand at the crossroads, Al. You know, we've, we've, got, uh, we've got a guy here who has been given some great God-given talents. Relationship is not very strong with God right now because he blames God for his blindness, is what it sounds like. And, uh, and it's affecting other priorities in his life. Or we may question if his son even is a priority at this point because his doing drugs seems to have taken priority over all that and how it's going to affect him and how she says at the end it's going to really hit you when you li- where you live because it's going to take away your music. You know, I, I think about that and when I hear that clip and I haven't seen the movie a couple of times, you know, I think that there's a question that every man's asked. That he asks himself, am I good enough to have what it takes and, you know, that answer is no. That answer was no in Ray's heart while he was on the needle. That's, you know, 
that's why he was on the needle. He just couldn't face it. Or maybe he just didn't realize what he had. I know when I was, um, my wife and I were uh, in our first five years and uh, we had a two-year-old son, Josh. We still do. Still have him. Haven't mm-hmm. lost him. And my priorities weren't right. I would, you know, college football on Saturdays, pro football on Sundays. Um, I wanted to play uh, football video games. Um, and it that's where, and then work. I mean, it was, everything went to everybody else. And when I got home, it was all about me. And my wife pulled me aside. And you guys know my wife. She's so sweet. She couldn't say anything in a negative way. But she told me how much my son needed me. She told me how much that he needed to see me is a part of his life and he wanted me to be involved and she said it in a way i've heard wives say the same thing in a harsh way or a mean way but my wife said it as though she were begging pleading um and she was trying to do it in a way that didn't hurt me and when she did i recognized how much my son needed me both Mm -hmm. my sons and you know that was one of those life-changing moments when she sat me down and um appealed to my heart yeah. I wonder when I listen to that clip, actually, Dennis, if he was blaming God for his blindness, but more so what I heard was him say, God doesn't talk to somebody like me. Hmm. And he's disqualified himself because of the needle, because of his sleeping Sense. around, apparently. And he thinks that's disqualified him. And and this, the presenting sin, John Eldridge points out quite pretty clearly in most of his books, is rarely the issue. The issue of the sin is to attempt to disqualify you right. from the relationship, which is the number one priority Vinny talked about that's cut in stone, that is, you know, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, meaning that I want to get into that relationship with God in spite of the fact that I'm never going to be qualified mm-hmm. without Christ. Yeah. You know, it's really funny, I'm, I'm listening to that clip, you know, and i seen the movie, and I don't know if the people out there know that I am blind in one eye and virtually blind in the other eye, and I've mm-hmm. lived my whole life angry at God. Why are you doing this to me? You know, I got everything that I need, a beautiful wife, kids. Why are you doing this to me? Mm-hmm. Now I'm 84 years old, and I'm saying to myself, or I say every night to God, thank you. Thank you for taking me care of me up until now. Yeah. He's used the blindness to make a better person out of me, I believe. And with God's hand upon my shoulder, we will go on to our 85th. Mm. So we have, this, <laughs> we have this view in the world of what the perfect life is supposed to look like. And if you turn on the TV or if you... Uh, if you go downtown in most cities and, and you'll see what the world defines as, even if you listen to our government sometimes, you'll see what the world defines as the perfect life. And uh, we have a clip from a movie as well uh, called The Family Man that came out several years ago. Nicolas Cage was the main character in this movie, and he was, uh, he was leading what many people might have called the perfect life. He was, a, he was a Wall Street bigwig, had a firm, was making a lot of money, and he was put into this other world where all of a sudden – He's just a tire salesman in New Jersey with a family, but he still thinks as time goes on that this is what the perfect life is supposed to look like and it's not what they're living. And see how this plays out between he and his wife. 
I, I can't even believe you're talking about moving back into the city, Jack. I thought the reason that we left was because we didn't want to raise the kids here. No, no. This is the center of the universe. If I were living in Roman times, I would live in Rome. Where else? And today, America is the Roman Empire. New York is Rome itself. John Lennon. Jack. Listen, okay, okay, you know something? I'm detecting like a funky tension here, and this was supposed to be a happy day. So guess what? I don't need this. We don't have to live here. Forget it. I'll commute. I'll drive to work. <gasps> in traffic, Jack, it's over an hour each way. That's like three hours every day. When are you ever going to see the kids? Kate, you're not understanding me. I'm talking about a perfect life, a great life. Everything we pictured when we were young, the whole package. You said so yourself. Life has thrown us a few surprises, so we made sacrifices. Well, guess what? Now I can finally get us back on track. I can do that, Kate. I want to do that. I, I need to do that as a man for all of us. Please just think about this for one second. No more lousy restaurants. No more clipping coupons. No more shoveling snow. Then get a snowblower, Jack. Don't go get a new career without even telling me about it. And don't, don't take Annie out of a school that she loves and don't move us out of a house we've become a family in. You're, you're, don't you see? I'm talking about us finally having a life that other people envy. Oh, Jack. They already do envy us. Nothing about what was written in the stone there, Vinny. <laughs> no, nothing about that, Robbie. Yeah, it's... But thank goodness for wives that, that, <laughs> that, that sometimes can help men see where their priorities, where they're missing out, and... Um, and, and realizing that life is so much more than, than what the world would tell us it is. Yeah. Yes. And, and this is, as we talked about earlier, folks, this is really what it comes down to is seeking first the kingdom of God. That should be really when it comes down to it, our number one priority. And how that plays out in our lives and our restoration to God in the process, it may be different for you, Al, than it is for me and for Robbie and for Vinny. But we're all he trying to head in that direction, aren't we? And that's what's most important to us. So pray to God about that, about what's the most important priorities in your life. We're glad you joined us today. We'll be back next week for the Masculine Journey Radio Show. Check us out, MasculineJourneyRadio.org, or on Facebook as well. <laughs>